0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 252 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is indeed a supporter of the channel over on anchor.fm because the show is uploaded as a podcast, sometimes a day or two after. In this case, it's been several days because, as you all know, a few streams ago, we had some issues with YouTube which caused me and many others, especially Tina, uh, a lot of grief, and many of us are still struggling with, with, with some type of PTSD from the migration over to Odyssey. But with all that being said, today is a very exciting day because it is the official Star Wars Day. Obviously, May the 4th has been around for a while, and we can actually bring this back many, many decades to the origin point of the concept of May the 4th. But May 25th is the real Star Wars Day because it is when two out of the three Wars. Star Wars films were actually released, starting, of course, with the first film, Episode 4, which of course Star Wars was just known as Star Wars eventually was known as Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope, which came out May 25th, 1977 they decided to buck that trend and go instead to June 20th of 1980 for the follow-up Empire Strikes Back, arguably the best of the films, and then they returned to the May 25th time period coming out May 25th, 1983 for Return of the Jedi so May 25th has actually had a lot more significance in the history of Star Wars than in any other uh, any other date that really can be put together. Obviously, May the 4th sounds like May the 4th, so that's that's all fine and dandy, right? That's a lot of fun, but unfortunately, it has been taken over by the corporate media. It's been taken over specifically by the corporation known as Disney, who, as we all know, is an evil corporation working hand-in-hand with the CCP. The Communist Chinese Party. And we all know, of course, that they, in their filming of the movie Mulan more recently, were very much close to in proximity with the various concentration camps going on in those countries and have not really said all that much about it. Not even a, hey, this is bad and this is wrong. Which is really, really sad. Not to mention, speaking of China, we also have a video that just came out earlier today that's been making the rounds on social media. John Cena. Gave an apology to China. That's right. John Cena. Who's always been one of my least favorite wrestlers because he was never a very good wrestler. His mic skills were always mediocre at best. And at the end of the day, did he have some good rivalries? Yes, but it's because the people he was rivaling with, like CM Punk for instance, were fantastic at everything, every single thing they did. So he was just there along for the ride. Happened to be the big corporate name that they had been pushing for a long time. And so therefore was good just by default. But that being said, John Freakin' Cena, I feel like I have to do that every time I say his name. And his name is John Cena. That one as well could also work. He has apologized to China. He's apologized to China because Fast and Furious 9, which got early releases in the international marketplace. Some people have been messaging me saying, hey, look, it's doing really well. It's already made like, what, over $100 million or so in these foreign marketplaces, especially in China. Which, remember... Doesn't mean much when most of that money's staying with the commies over there. But to add insult to injury, not only are they giving tons of money to the Communist Party by showing their film in China, they also are now apologizing to China. They're apologizing to the CCP. And what was the grave offense? What was the thing that John Cena just had to apologize for? Oh, that's right. By acknowledging the existence of Taiwan as an independent nation. Oh, the horror. The horror of recognizing Taiwan as an independent nation. He had to apologize very quickly to the Chinese overlords. We've seen this time and time again in Hollywood. We've seen this time and time again in sports, especially the NBA. And we're continuing to see it. So, as you can see, a lot of stuff going on today. It is the octave of Pentecost so we are still within the Easter season. Like Pentecost is, is kind of this like little last part of uh, the Easter season. It's this last little bit, which leads to a couple of fun, uh, you know, a couple of fun, interesting uh, Sunday liturgy, Sunday celebrations, and then we eventually get into time after Pentecost, which is again part of the older. Uh, which I think to be more more beautiful in a lot of ways, older Roman calendar prior to Vatican II, prior to all of the nonsense that got pushed in through these various documents, but not just those, of course, the so-called spirit of Vatican II as well. And so it's just as much nicer, I think, to think of it as, no, we're in the octave of Pentecost. And so we are indeed thankful for the gifts of the Holy Spirit being given to the apostles and by... Merit of the Sacrament of Confirmation is also strengthened within us as well. So as you can see, Pentecost being listed is, of course, meaning that there are indeed faith questions that can be asked tonight. And also, yes, Resident Evil. Not a name, not a movie franchise that I don't think anyone who's followed me for a long time would ever have thought would have been in the description, would not have been an official topic. But I've been seeing all of the Resident Evil movies. I don't know what it is. But I've had to start taking care of baby Thor this week. We, we've had a couple of meetings. Right? We, had a, we had a meeting today. have another meeting tomorrow. Monday we had off. But it was my start of being kind of like stay-at-home dad over the summer. And so during these times, these naps, I don't have a whole lot of time. And I found myself being drawn, hey, I guess, you know what? Resident Evil's here. Oh, this kind of seems a little interesting. I've never really looked into it all that much before. Let's check it out. I love the first one. I thought the first one was great, and I'll go into more detail about the Resident Evil films in general, but let me just say, I've gotten to the point now where I'm more than halfway through the second to last movie. And apparently they're rebooting it. And Lord knows the reboot's probably not gonna not gonna be very good, but we'll of course have to wait and see on that. But we are indeed live tonight. On multiple platforms, we are alive over on D Live. So D Live has finally been resurrected. It is back. I don't know what happened last stream, but I was able to reestablish that connection. So hello to the D Live fam. Already got some action over there. We got. Uh, let us see. What else do we have going on? It says Adam Frank and the Clan. What's going on, Adam Frank and the Clan? It says Holden. It is Lizzie's second birthday today. I know you want to sing to my wiener dog. Well, happy birthday to you, Lizzie. And he also donated a lemon donation. I appreciate it very much to see you and to see you are live and active here on the DLive platform. Always good to have the DD, the DD, the D Live fam over there. Phoneemo is over there as well. So thank you all for being here. We also got the Odyssey fam, which is slowly growing. Uh, again, obviously, a lot more people have access to it now because of the YouTube mishap that happened not too long ago. But Dark Shadow Logan is over there saying, Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, with the fire emoji. Please make sure you light up that fire button over on Odyssey if you would. I don't really know if it does much, because they don't really work in algorithms because they're much more of a laid-back, chill group that's just like, hey, you want to stream? Hey, here's a platform. We're not going to charge you. We're not going to make you jump through, jump through a whole lot of hoops. And guess what? Uh, Don't worry about ads at this point. Don't worry about any of this. You, as a content creator, can get uh, cryptocurrency by people watching the stream. You, as a viewer, can get cryptocurrency just by watching the streams and by consuming content on the platform. It's been really exciting to see all of that go over. We are, of course, live on YouTube. What's going on, YouTube fam? We, of course, will dive into the YouTube fam in just a bit. But we are also live over on YouTube. Periscope, and I've mentioned this before, but we are indeed always live on Periscope, which is connected with Twitter, so it's basically Twitter's um, video platform streaming service, and we always stream over there, and I've never actually had any of the chat posted there, because... I've never really thought that there was a whole lot of people watching over there. But then because of what happened with YouTube with a couple of streams ago where it just would not connect with Restream, I started to realize that there were a lot of people who had easier access to a place like Periscope than to a place like Odyssey. And so I do have a chat pulled up so that if anyone on Periscope has comments or questions, uh, y'all can, of course, leave some as well. And uh, we'll, of course, try and get to y'all as as soon as we can. But please be sure, as you're watching, the smash that like button, please. It really does mean a lot. And let's go ahead and dive into the YouTube chat. We got Mr. Peabody coming over on D DLive though, right before I switched over. And he says, Hello, Cobble. How's it going? Good, sir. I hope you're doing quite well. Evan S. is here. What's going on, Evan S.? Glad to have you here. Orange Eye says, Hail Odin. Uh, yes, just talked about the John Cena calling Taiwan a country and having to apologize. Yeah, I already had very little respect for John Cena in general because I just never thought he was a good uh, wrestler. Never thought he was that great of an actor in the first place. Don't get me wrong, he's done a lot of good as far as being able to, I think, promote the troops and help out troops and veterans and stuff. Which, again, is all good stuff and people who are you know, are not the best people in general, can still do good things every now and then. Some of the worst people who've ever existed in history still did a couple of nice things every now and then. But in this case, I would say that he's very much on the point of not really having a whole lot to stand on because he can't stand really on an acting career, he can't really stand on a wrestling career, and now the fact that he's throwing Taiwan under the bus for the CCP and that he's apologizing to the CCP, which we know has actively killed people, has actively stripped organs from people, who actually barred people in their homes during COVID, literally, like, with blowtorches, sealing them in their houses. This is stuff that we've had reported and verified. The fact that anyone, even in Hollywood, even with money, the fact that anyone, a human being, couldn't step back for a second and say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't fall on the side of the crazy communists who are killing people. I don't know. That's just me. It seems pretty straightforward to me, but what would I know? Uh, Golden Ration says, good evening, Odin. Good evening to you. We got Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Hail to you. We are waiting for nerdrana to lower in the chat saying, happy Star Wars Day. Happy to you as well. The official Star Wars Day. Again, a lot more significant in Star Wars history than May the 4th, because May the 4th, it's just a, oh, it sounds like May the 4th, which again, I think it has its time and place. But, when it comes to the actual day of celebrating the history of Star Wars, two out of the three OG films, not a bad place to be. Not a bad place to be. That's all I'll say about that. We got k man in the chat. What's going on, K-Man? Glad to see you all here. Thirteenth Warrior says good evening to my parasocial group of like-minded individuals. Ah, yes, the parasocial—that's from Friday Night Tights. And all I've been thinking of since then is just, yeah, the song "Psychosocial," parasocial, parasocial. That's what I think. The uh, man says finishing up watching Eight Verse Monster, and yeah, lol. Haven't watched it myself. Uh, it is of course in the YouTube queue, but I've been watching, as I said. I don't know why I started watching it, but once I started, I just couldn't stop, and it's so funny because you have one or two of the Resident Evil movies on one platform, and then you have a- the others that are on another platform, and then there was one random one that was on Stars, and I forgot that I still had a actual like Stars subscription that I just never canceled, so I was able to watch the one film that's on there, and... Uh... Uh, yeah, I, it's just kind of crazy that <laughs> it's such a large franchise that the company, I, I think it's uh, Screen Gems, and so therefore Sony, is just like, yeah, we're going to sell the different movies to different places instead of selling them all as a pack. I don't know. I guess they feel like they can get more money that way, Um, you know, because if they sell it as a package, they wouldn't be able to, I guess, sell it for as much. Uh, either way, though, it's kind of just been fun to be like this is a this is a franchise that I remember seeing trailers for for years. I mean, this franchise has been around for a long time since the since the early 2000s, right? Since, you know, before the 2010s era basically. So very early on to the point where I think even the first one was shot on film or at least the first couple Paul uh, W.S. Anderson also just again I, I should have expected it to actually be a pretty cool, interesting story, and I I so far have not been disappointed from a story perspective. Though that does not mean that they are uh, amazing films by any means, and again, I'll go go into more detail about that in just a little bit. Uh, let us see who else is here. We got Snorta Poopis Cuber, who says, "How humans and other quitters, how the going, Snorta Poopus?" Glad to see you here, of course." Bifford a Hobbit, hail to you, Bifford a Hobbit. I also started reading a couple days ago. Uh, I got my set of the uh, Hobbit and Lord of the Rings books, and they're pocket-sized versions of the books, and I actually really like them. They're these vinyl covers and just really nice. Like, just you could tell. You could just travel with it anywhere. Just open it up, crack it open, and read through it. So I read the first chapter of that, and it's been so long since I've actually read that first chapter because, as I mentioned before on other shows, I, my dad used to read it to me and to my uh, brothers all the time when we were kids but I mean that's something that obviously that's that's many years now it's a couple of decades even uh, past the last time that that happened and so it's been about that long since I actually like read through it other than of course watching the amazing films so it's been kind of fun to see the things that were in the movies things that were not in the movies and uh, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun so yeah a lot of reading to do this summer because there's a lot of books I already had about uh, Catholicism and history and Vatican II and all this other stuff that that I'm wanting to jump into. And then there's also now The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit that I want to read. I also really want to read The Chronicles of Narnia because I've actually never read that series before. Just picked up the series by C.S. Lewis. It's like a collection of seven of his books, and it's books like Mere Christianity, The Great Divorce, uh, The Screwtape Letters, things like that. So, again, I'm just really excited to dive into all of these different places. Plus, starting next week, we are going to have the morning show. We are going to have Good Morning Asgard coming back. And it will be exclusive to Odyssey for this summer. So, if you plan on uh, getting up a little bit early right now, the tentative start time is 9 a.m., I don't have the days yet. I don't know if I'm going to try and do it every day at 9 a.m. or if I'm just going to try and do it a couple of days at 9 a.m., probably a couple of days more likely so I don't get any burnout. And it'll be about an hour or so on Odyssey just talking about the issues of the day, taking, of course, questions and comments, and it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see just how much Odyssey develops over that summer. Uh GMonkey76, hail to you. Alice McCarthy says, howdy and how's it going? How's Thor? Resident Evil games or movies, love the movies, never played the game. Never played the game either, as you all know. I'm not much of a gamer. I've I've do, I've divin divin dovin, dove into Divin Dovin? I don't I don't know exactly and I don't care. But I've dived into the world of the Resident Evil uh, movies, and the world is really, really cool. The world is so cool and actually it came to the point where in the more recent of the movies there was a there was a point where I literally say a line out loud to myself and I'm like oh like of course it's this and then in the movie like about a minute later and when the character of the movie says of course because I was like of course it's umbrella and then they're like of course it's umbrella and I'm like ah I see what they're doing there <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Much love to everybody in here. Let me see what's going on. All right. Still over on YouTube, so don't worry uh, if you're on Odyssey or DLive, I'll catch up with y'all in a minute or two. Let's see. Kek44 in the chat. Hail to you, Dominic the Writer, in the chat as well. Uh, Laura says, Red Letter Media just destroyed Snyder's Army of the Dead. He completely copied Aliens. Yeah, um, in a lot of ways, I think you can totally make those connections now that that's been brought up. Um, I think that's a very good comparison. But even such, the the, the issue that I had... I also watched Army of the Dead, and I'm going to try and do a review at some point this week. But there's many other movies that I've been also trying to do reviews for for months now, and I've also needed to do a box office breakdown video that I was going to do yesterday, and as you all know, this is just how how time, unfortunately, works for me in my brain. But Army of the Dead, the biggest issue with Army of the Dead was that you had some really cool ideas and some really cool concepts, but it was just destroyed by random narratives, really weak dialogue and just not very good character development interactions, especially uh, you know with Dave Patista and his daughter. It was just like, that was a storyline that, again, it's it, it has good ideas and intentions. But it's another story, it's another universe built by Zack Snyder that has so many cool things going on. That if it was in the hands of a much more capable writer and a much more capable director, could have been the next great zombie movie. Could have been the next great zombie movie. That That's how much good stuff is in the movie. But it's got the Zack Snyder effect. It's got the same Zack Snyder effect that's in all of the movies where there's just something about it that either just doesn't hold up over time or just doesn't work at the time in which it comes out. And so having that connection to aliens, as Lore has just said, Red Letter Media had pointed out, is just yet another reason why you go to the story and you say there's great ideas. The execution, though, uh, we would have to say, of course, uh, nay-nay. Father says, Hail, chat. Pentecost was two days ago. We are in the octave of Pentecost, Father. I don't care what your post-Vatican II Norvus Ordo calendar says, because we are in the octave of Pentecost. And how beautiful is it to say Pentecost is so important, Is so important of a feast that we can't just use one day to celebrate it. We have to use an entire week to celebrate it, all culminating with events like Corpus Christi, like Christ the King, etc., like it was meant to be. Oh, man, oh, man. Anyway, and I'm sure I mentioned a feast that wasn't there or another feast that, that has been, but I actually, you know what? I have. Let me consult my calendar, Father. Let me consult my calendar. And as you can see, whoa, earthquake. Hope you're all okay. So I had this awesome uh, traditional traditional Latin mass calendar. Highly recommend it. Not only is it really incredible high quality, um, this is from the Seraphim company. Not as incredibly high quality, but it has everything laid out, the colors. So it's red when it's a feast day of a martyr. It is yellow when it's a first-class feast, so a very important feast in the life of the church. It is uh, black when it's just a standard feast day or a feria day. And then it's got tons of other things like that, like it's got the fish when you should be abstaining from uh, meat and has the listing of fast on days of fast. But we are indeed on Pentecost Tuesday, which is a first-class First class feast. It's also a commemoration of St. Gregory the Seventh. St. Gregory the Seventh. Uh, tomorrow is an Ember Day, an Ember Wednesday of St. Philip Neri. And then we have Pentecost Thursday, which is St. Bede the Venerable, Ember Friday, Ember Saturday. And of course, we then go to uh, what I should have said, Trinity Sunday. So we celebrate Trinity Sunday on the 30th, which is also a commemoration of St. Joan of Arc, which is quite exciting. And then, and only then, after we've had Trinity Sunday, do we have then the Feast of Corpus Christi, which is on a Thursday in the traditional calendar. None of this, oh, we're going to shift things around to make it easier for you because you've become so lazy that you can't even go to Mass an extra day out of the week. Again, this watering down of the faith, which has led to countless numbers of Catholics leaving the Church in droves, and it eventually leads to Second Sunday after Pentecost, in green, not ordinary time, but to remind ourselves we are in the season of Pentecost and to remind ourselves every single Sunday that the gifts of Pentecost are not just reserved for one day and not even just reserved for eight days, but are reserved for an entire large liturgical season leading up eventually to Advent. So I just wanted to, uh, to put that out there for, uh, for Father. Sorry, I got a little heated up there for a second. but much love to you Father he is the chaplain of the the channel and I do hope that one day we can indeed bring him to the light of truth and the beauty of the Latin Trinitine Mass if I have to find a way to get people to move to his parish and have them request it so that he then has to learn it I will Uh, Rosie G12 what's going on speaking of Rosie G12 thank you very much Um, I don't know I think you sent me these two Maybe the sent the third, but I want to shout you out because I have been sent the man who shot Liberty Valance. So I have not uploaded this to the server yet, but it will be. So the man who shot Liberty Valance had never seen this before. So Rosie was sending that my way. And also in there was the Philadelphia story, Criterion Collection. I, I, I actually have seen this movie, but did not own it on Criterion. And so thank you very much. I really do appreciate, um, appreciate that. Criterion always does really great work. And then someone else sent me The Quiet Man. Sent me The Quiet Man, which is a film I have never seen either. And so, again, I don't know if that was you, Rosie, or not. And if you are the person who sent it in the chat, please let me know. And I, of course, will shout you out. All right, we got a couple of super chats and a donation via Streamlabs. So we got the Life Lifeform. Thank you for the $5 super chat. He says, "Hey Odin, I just did a video myself on the Star Wars original trilogy and how I got into it in the 90s. May the Schwartz be with you all and happy Pentecostal day. Happy Pentecost Tuesday. Absolutely nerd, life form. so go check him out if you want to watch his take on what got him into Star Wars. We also have, of course, James, thank you for another dollar via Streamlabs donation, he says, Hey Odin, I have a question. Do you think when a movie has a huge budget, it ends up being a bad movie? I feel like when a movie costs around two to three hundred million, movies suffers from being overblown and over budgets Hope my question makes sense. So it does make sense. I don't think having a lot of money automatically makes the film bad. I, I don't think having a lot of money necessarily has any major impact on it. And the reason why I don't think that it does is because there are these. I guess you could say that there's exceptions. I I, I guess the argument could be made that a lot of modern-day big-budget films tend not to be that good. But there are exceptions. I I go to a movie like Blade Runner 2049, which cost a pretty penny to make, did not make money back at the box office, and yet was an incredible movie. I go to a film uh, like, for instance... Uh, live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, also a more bigger budget film, maybe not as big budget of the, of the ones that you had mentioned as far as your your number range there, didn't do well the box office because of crap marketing, was able to do really well when it came out on Blu-ray and DVD, and now they are talking about and planning a sequel to that to that movie in that universe, which I think there's a lot of things that they could do with that. With all that being said, I don't think it's a guarantee because there are those exceptions that I've just mentioned. I'm sure there's others that I'm not even thinking about at that point. Um, all right. Let me head over to my DLAF fam for a second because there were a, there was a few movements over here. Um, let's see. Peabody says, there is an exciting new movie coming out early next month. Interesting. Phonemo, I hate when streaming services only have a couple of movies from a franchise. Another streaming service has the other movies. It is so... Um, did you finish that? Nope. Okay, I thought you were going to finish that. Another comment. It's so annoying. It is... I I, I added the word annoying. I agree, Phone I think it's incredibly annoying. I think that, you know, obviously, I wish that they would just, if you're going to sell the series, sell it to one place. But then again, it is a money game. And so, for them, they can make more money by saying, you can get these two, you can get these two, and you can get these two. Because then, they don't have to worry about discounting them basically. right. If you were to give uh, Netflix, for instance, the entire series, Netflix would probably try and in any of the contractual obligations say, because of the amount of movies that we're hosting on our servers, we then expect um, a better deal, whereas if you just get two of them, you can then make a deal with them to get the most you can. Another two with another company get the most you can, and so I guess it would be more profitable for that company in the end. It would at least be the way that I personally would see that. Uh, Peabody says, The movie I'm talking about, everyone is going to want to go see. You have to go see it and review it. I am just so excited about this movie. Can't believe they finally made it. Um, the sound, the effects, the cast, the settings, just amazing. Something tells me that this is leading to a joke, and I don't know what it is. Uh, Phonema says, The daughter was the real villain of the movie. She got most of the characters killed. Yeah, seriously, talking there about Army of the Dead. Yeah, it was the stupid decisions made by the daughter that led to... A lot of these just, not even just, here's the other thing too. It wasn't even just the daughter. It was also that group that decided to sneak out in the first place, right? It was that group that decided to sneak out in the first place when it was not the best idea. And that whole storyline was so that they could have some commentary about immigration. Oh, you need to find the coyote. The coyote's going to get you in there, going to get you out and going to help you, you know, get out of this camp. It's like, okay, (laughs) we see what you're trying to do here. And so you add that to it as well and yeah, it's just a mess, just a mess of a movie. Peabody then says, "The movie I'm talking about is Aha the movie." Oh, no no no. I didn't mean like that it was going to be like a joke like not a movie that that exists or rather not a movie that doesn't exist, but that it's leading up to a movie that only a few people, like Mr. Peabody, would be really pumped for. And if there's any movie that Peabody is going to be pumped for, it's AHA the movie. And, yeah, again, as I just said, I knew it was a real movie or likely going to be a real movie. But, again, um, I don't think AHA the movie is going to necessarily get a whole lot of traction. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I don't personally have as much, um, have as much to uh to I don't have as much to look forward to when it comes to that. So I'm glad that Mr. Peabody is excited for it. I'm sure there's uh, there's a lot of other AHA fans out there too that are gonna be excited for it. I uh, I'm just not I'm just not one of them. So I'm glad that you're getting an AHA movie though, Mr. Peabody. Very happy to hear that. Uh County Heights over on D Live as well. Alright, back over to the YouTube chats. Let us see where we left off. a Chunk of Funky Monkey, what's going on, good sir? Glad to have you here. Dominic, the writer, here as well. Nathan Slay in the chat. Rusty Shackelford, John Cena sucks. Yes, indeed. cuber. Cena is a weena. That is a very polite way of saying it. Orange Chat says, answer my question before he even gets to it, good man Owen. Yeah, I know, right? Some Sometimes, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Ask McCarthy, sound the trumpets. John Cena sucks. Boom, John Cena sucks. <laughs> <"San-tina> sucks. <laughs> yep. Hung a Chunky, Cena needs to apologize for his acting. Before that, he needs to apologize for being a terrible wrestler for like a decade and, and allowing himself to be pushed forward when he knew that he had the same moves, he had the same boring moveset. And I will say, if there's anything that we can thank Cena for as far as wrestling is concerned, it's the fact that... It was because of his nonsense and because of the corporate establishment pushing him so hard in the WWE that there was a huge fan backlash that led to some changes actually happening. Uh so I guess you could say without Cena, you probably wouldn't have people like Seth Rollins. You probably wouldn't have uh, you know, some of these smaller, mid-level, uh, you know, size guys getting the type of attention that they're that they're getting at this point, I would say. Uh Thirstyth Warrior says Um, which is the true conspiracy theory? YouTube blocked Odin's Saturday live stream, or Odin did it himself to try and force everyone to start watching him on Odyssey? Well, Thursday, I could definitely say it's not the second one, because I would never do that to a Valkyrie. I would never do that to my Valkyrie. I would never try and force their hand in that capacity in that way. And, uh, believe me. Uh, I know that was a joke, but still, uh, for anyone that was not there and was not aware of it, or just hasn't gotten the update because they didn't watch the chosen of Valhalla stream on Sunday, I do again want to apologize that that happened. It, that was not my intention. Uh, I'm still very, very frustrated with YouTube for allowing that to happen. Really wish it could have, ha- you know, could have ended up a different way there and could have gotten it to work. Unfortunately. Um, it just was not able to happen. It just was not in the cards, unfortunately. Um, all right, let us see. Snorupupis says, he called a country a country. Re, I know, seriously. Like, the fact that anyone still is going to say that calling Taiwan an independent nation is controversial, I'm sorry, at that point, you are siding with a crazy communist party. And therefore, I think no one should listen to you. I think you've lost any credibility in any public sense. If you are a public speaker, if you are a public figure, if you are going to have the back of a government and a government system that has led to the destruction of the lives of so many innocent people and continues to indoctrinate children and continues to push forth all these crazy propaganda narratives, if you are going to either support them or defend them, you have no credibility whatsoever to speak. On anything in a political way. In a, uh, you know, uh, public uh, public life point, point of view. Anyway. Uh, Tina B says, And Fast and Furious sucks. Sorry I had to say it. We really need nine and we are family. We're just family. We're family. That's okay. We're family. Um, Yeah, no. I I, I am someone where I've been very clear on my thoughts on Fast and Furious. One through six are great. I love 1 through 6. I, I was a huge fan. Never thought I would be, uh, but I had some really good friends that were into the franchise, so I started watching, and then I'm like, this is a lot of fun! I'm having fun! You had Fast 5, which I argue to this day is still the best made, like, just quality-wise, the best made Fast and Furious film, which was so good. Fast 6 was good, not as good as 5, but it was still pretty solid, especially with some of the story elements. I still have a special place in my heart for Tokyo Drift, Tokyo Drift was just so much fun um, and so campy and so corny in a lot of ways. Also, it introduced the best character in the franchise, Han, and it was so so well-received. They had to actually make that movie take place in the future so that they could make the character come back. Again, great stuff. Fantastic, fantastic stuff, what they were able to do with that. Then you get to Seven... And obviously, Paul Walker dies. They try and finish the movie, and you can just tell. They they just didn't have it, and the crazy stuff they did was so ludicrous. It just wasn't even fun, especially when the CGI for it looked atrocious. And 8, also, same thing, just did not look very good, was just subpar compared to everything else. It just wasn't fun. They did the off Hobbs and Shaw, which was even worse. Honestly, Hobbs and Shaw was, was complete trash, in my opinion. And so I'm not excited for 9 at all. And, and now this just adds to it. Now that one of the stars has come out in defense of a communist regime <laughs> against a very, very tiny, small, independent nation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I don't really think I want to watch that movie um, to review it, even to review it. Crazy, crazy. Cobra Viper 999 what's going on? Slice of Neons, what's going on? Nathan Slay says, Big deal of American movie does big in China like you said. They don't get all the money from it. Exactly. Exactly. That's so why people are like, "Hey, look at all this money!" I'm like, "It's China money. Might as well be Monopula money, <laughs> really." I mean, if you talk about how much a movie makes in China, it's like, "Okay, if it's like 500 million dollars, okay, you 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 get some of those shekels. You get some of those shekels. Let's let's do let's do a little math. I know that uh, Steph loves when I do math on the channel, and I'm sure a lot of other people love when I do math on the channel as well. But let's say the movie makes." Uh, five hundred million dollars in China. All right, five hundred million dollars in China, which is a, kind of a crazy amount that that most films will never actually reach. They get twenty-five. They get twenty-five percent of that. Well, I just messed that up again. They get twenty-five percent of that. So out of the five hundred million, they would get what? One hundred and twenty-five million dollars, which that is a lot. Then you take into account more realistic numbers. All right, let's take $150 million. There's been a couple of films that have made $150 million or so in China. You then have 25% take... Uh, you get a 25% take of that. That's $37.5 million. So again, $30 million. But when you start off with 150 million and you only get 37, and then you have movies that don't make $100 million, and you still have the same deal... You see, the numbers that... You, this is going back to what I was saying before about Godzilla versus Kong. And a lot of people saying, oh, it's going to be this huge success. Over half of its money, or roughly half of its money, came from China. I think like, oh, what, $170, 180000000 million? So that means it only equates to about a $40 million gain from that market. Alright? So subtract the amount of money then, and you start to realize, yeah, it's not as strong... It's not as in strong territory as it had been. Anyway. ZK Man, yeah. Wrestling audience starts chanting, John Cena sucks. Agreed. Agreed. Just Joe 47. How's it going? Thirsty Warrior says, Can't allow yourself to be banned. Was, can't allowed yourself to be barred from rank, raking in those sweet, sweet wands. Yep. Uh, Chrisco 6112 says, "How about the woke cringe Powerpuff Girls reboot pilot that was scrapped? I heard it was scrapped. Hadn't I? I think there's what scripts that have been making the rounds. I've not actually gotten to read them myself." Beaver to Hobbit says, "Quiet Place Two will make above or below thirty two point two million dollars opening weekend. Um, I don't know because uh, I sometimes will follow uh, early projections because projections can be off like by an insane degree." So one of the places that I use is called uh, Box Office Pro, and it always does these these different breakdowns for what it thinks a film is going to do opening weekend. And let me see if I can find uh, what they think is going to happen. All right, so this one didn't have it. Let's see if this one had it at some point. Give me the shot at the end. That's all I want. Alright, uh, Quiet Place Part 2, this is expected to make 30 to $50 million four days. So, for the holiday weekend, they expect it to make 30 to $150 million in the domestic marketplace, with their total range being 85 to $140 million. So, that's what they think it's going to make completely domestically. Do I think it's possible? Sure. I think the first one did well enough. And has enough of a fan base that it might be able to to bring out those people and maybe even some new people, especially since there's not a whole lot of new stuff coming out anyway. The only comp- competition it's going to have is Cruella, which is also getting released on Disney Plus Premium at the same time. Very different, uh, very different markets, very different, uh, you know, target audiences. So uh, yeah, 30 to 50 million is what they say. But remember, we had a couple weekends ago they thought that certain films would do really well and they didn't do. They thought Spiral, remember, they thought Spiral was going to make a lot and then it didn't. They thought Spiral was going to make a heavy uh, a pretty a pretty heavy amount and I think it made half of what was projected. So early projections are already unreliable. During this COVID time, it's even more unreliable. And I think that once we start to see, the, to me, the big test, and I've said this for a while now, one of the big tests is going to be Black Widow. If an MCU film, right, if a brand new MCU film Coming out when theaters are starting to open in more full swing. You have places like California now talking about having full reopening by June. Perfect timing, right? Perfect timing for the summer movie box office season with a lot of these studios who, again, got really protected during this whole COVID stuff, right? Just in time for them. But here's the thing that they are failing to recognize and realize. You can have 100% capacity available. Doesn't mean that 100% percent capacity is going to be filled. You can have a crazy number of show times. Does not mean people are actually going to go to those show times. Because this is the, this is the point that I've been making from the very beginning: is that when you are training people, because that's what they're doing, when you are training people to stay at home to watch movies and TV shows at home through streaming services. You have people now who have invested lots of time and lots of money into these different things, maybe gotten new TVs, so there's another investment made there. You now have a huge portion of the movie-going population that is going to be more apt and more likely to stay home. If they're told, oh, if you just wait a few months, it'll be available on a streaming service, and they're not that excited to go see the movie anyway, they're casual moviegoers. Remember, there, there was such a thing. I would say that the biggest portion of the box office, a lot of the times on a weekend, on a given weekend, was just the general moviegoer. And I would imagine, and I honestly think that a huge portion of that group of casual moviegoers are going to be cut by a, a crazy amount. And I think that the first test of that will be that movie, especially with Disney kind of seemingly being in maybe some trouble, maybe with China. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Drunk 3PO came in for a $20 super chat. He says, hey, Odin, I love you, bro. Drunk 3PO, I love you too, man. Thank you so much for your love and support, bro. And uh, don't don't do that. You know you don't have to donate to me, man. Drunk 3PO, I love you, dude. Um, you you are you are my you are my brother, from another mother. In the literal sense, and uh, <laughs> you're great. If you have not subscribed to Drunk 3PO, do so. By the way, Drunk 3PO has been killing it with those live streams. He's got hundreds and hundreds of people watching, and he is just so freaking funny. Drunk 3PO is great. Legend status. Uh, James Dashay, thank you for the super chat, says, I think the new Bond movie is going to flop. That movie, yes. If what I think might happen with Black Widow happens, and you don't see a lot of new major shifts in the movie, um, a lot of new major shifts in the movie calendar, do not be surprised if you either see Bond get pushed back again, Bond get... Uh, picked up by a... Because there's already these talks now, right? About MGM being bought up. And what does that mean for the Bond franchise, right? There's these questions that are now being asked. So imagine, imagine if you will, that you have this perfect storm of things that happen where the movie gets pushed, and not only to get pushed, it also gets pushed directly to Amazon Prime. Maybe they'd charge a premium, maybe that... I don't know what they would do, but it's a possibility... I would say it's not likely at this point. There's not enough out there yet to suggest that that specifically would happen as far as it being bought up by Amazon, being put out on Amazon. But I do think, on the other hand, I do think that you could still see, if the market is still showing itself to be slow, that they would either um, put it out at a later date, push it back again which I think would just really be the death nail. I think that they're already at a bad position in the first place. or at the very least they do release it and I think, yeah, it bombs. And it bombs not just because of the box office being very limited at this point and not expanding, but also because that budget is 350 to 400 million dollars, meaning the total cost is around 600 or so million dollars, which means the movie needs to make well over 800 million dollars just to break even. And we're living in an era where I honestly think the billion-dollar movie is dead, at least for uh, the very near future. A couple more Super Chats coming in here uh by a couple of awesome people the salty nerd podcast thank you for the five dollars super chat guys go check out the salty nerd podcast you can find them on all major podcasting platforms but they've also um more recently and by more recently the last uh, several months have also begun to video their podcast so you can check that out over on his channel the salty nerd podcast he's an awesome dude Shout out to you, good sir. He says here, really hoping the theaters come back with a bang. Nothing beats that feeling of a packed theater. We need the next A New Hope to get people excited. I agree, Salty Nerd Podcast. I I totally agree. I want that too. And again, whenever I give the doom and gloom talk about theaters, don't think that's what I want because I'm actually very much pro theater. I love movie theaters. I love going to theaters. There's a special place in my heart. I don't want the theaters to go away. But I'm also someone that tries as best I can. I I try as best I can to stay grounded in reality. And when I see these box office numbers, when I see a movie like Spiral, which cost only $20 million to make in a massive franchise like Saw, making only enough money to where now based on projections that I've made, that film might actually lose money. Again, a $20 million lower-budget film based in a major franchise. And so we could talk about how the Saw franchise had been falling off more and more as the years went on because they obviously did too much with it. But this was meant to be kind of this redirection of it featuring some pretty big names. Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Rock. And that movie did not perform. It underperformed the weekend it came out. And based off of the second weekend totals and drops, it seems very likely that that film... Will be, a, will be a flop. Now, not a massive flop because it only costs so much to, to make, and so it might lose out on a few million dollars, really. And when you are dealing with numbers that small, I mean, that, that's when you get into easily write-off territory. But I think that that and other things, and that's why, for me, I will have a much better idea once a film, at the caliber of how much it costs, ...from a major studio like a Black Widow does at the box office... ...to really be able to see what the long-term impact might actually be. Uh, Let us see. Drunk3PO with another $20 super chat. Drunk, dude, don't. (laughs) I said don't donate again, Drunk. I love you, though. Uh, He says, did he say I had to donate again? Well, here you go. Well, thank you, Drunk3PO. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, good sir. Um... Rosie G12 coming in. <laughs> Another $20 Super Chat. Woo! The, the Super Chats are popping tonight. They are popping tonight. Says, just wanted to match Drunk3PO. At least matches second Super Chat tonight. <laughs> well, Rosie G12, thank you for donating. It really does, again, uh, for anyone who does donate, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. Um, as you all know, the most precious thing that you can give is time so that's why I'm so thankful for the chats in all the different locations. And uh, it looks like uh, Odyssey is, is is a pretty quiet place tonight, speaking of, of films coming out soon, but <laughs> that's okay. And I just want to say thank you for giving your time, for spending hour and a half, uh, if you watch both streams, three hours a week watching, engaging with my content. It really does, really does mean a lot. Um alright, Bifford of Hobbit says the Quiet Place 2 will make above or below $32 million opening weekend. Did you already ask that, or did someone else already ask that? I don't like redundancy. Um let's see. Oh, and I missed a comment. Nathan Slay says Oh wait, no. Wait. Did I miss a comment? No, I didn't. I think I just reread that. Yeah, so. Um, I think based off of trends, I would say, I think it would come in, the range is around 32 to $50 million. Uh, and again, that's the four day total. That's the four day total with the uh, holiday. I could see it doing that because of its fan base, but it's going to be interesting because some movies have been doing well. Like there's some movies that have overperformed. Since the box office has reopened, there's been others that have underperformed. So we really live in a very volatile time. So I don't think anyone knows exactly what's going to happen with some of these bigger box office films, for sure. All right. Mr. MH says, Hail Odin, a Catholic movie recommendation I have for you is a movie based on the life of the famous Lebanese Maronite Saint, St. Charbel. You can find it with English subtitles on YouTube. Well, what's the name of the movie? Be good to know that. Thank you for the recommendation. Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Z- ZK Man says, "Mr. Mom reboot starting." Oh, starring. Okay. At first, I was I was thinking to were I thought you were saying there was going to be a reboot, but no, he's saying the reboot of Mr. Mom starring Odin. I don't think people would want that. I don't. I don't think I would. I would be nearly as entertaining. <laughs> Maybe with the voices that I've that I, I I'm a, I'm a person I do voices. And I'm sure there are some people out there that connect with this. I do voices for my dogs. And my wife and I have both done a... We have a voice for for baby Thor as well. And so sometimes we have conversations and it's fun. Now, we're not actually having conversations, so don't commit me. But... (laughs) just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Laura says, As someone who played the games, the first Resident Evil movie really captured the feel of the game. You are all... You're all going to die down here. Yes you're all going to die down here the Red Queen yeah that's why I think my favorite of them so far has been the first one uh, not just because of the of the cohesiveness of the story but also they use so many more practical effects than I thought because my mindset whenever I thought about Resident Evil always went to every single time went to the later editions like the, the the 3D movie they did where it's just crazy CGI effects and set pieces that don't look that great, that haven't aged very well, and that's where my mind always went. And then I, I see that first movie, and I'm like, there's actually a lot of practical effects, really cool fighting and stunt work in this. It is actually more of a zombie movie in a lot of ways, which, as I've said, I've been very much on a zombie movie kick as of re- as of recently. And so I, I feel like that this is really kind of like fed that um in me for a bit. One of them actually deals with like a post-apocalyptic wasteland zombie apocalypse uh later, later down the road. I like that. I like that. I think that's I think that's a lot of fun. Um alrighty, let us see. Nathan Slay that's off topic, so I will uh, skip that one. Uh Orange Hat Reviews says something about light it up. I was talking about the Odyssey fam, because instead of a like button, it's a little fire button. And so I say light it up on Odyssey. But not literally. I mean just to hit the light, um, the light up button, as it were. All right, let me see if anyone happens to be watching on Periscope and has left a comment. (laughs) I need to find a way to be able to... Because uh, Restream has a chat where it puts all of the platforms together. I'm sure there's a way for me to limit it to just one or two. But i I've, I've kind of intrigued to see. Because apparently people do watch. I see that there's view counts at the end. And beginning of the show, there were seven people there already watching. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button, please. 65 people still watching, smash that like button. I know there's a lot of stuff going on tonight. Uh, different people streaming. So I do appreciate any love and support that you can give. And uh, thank you. Uh, If you're on DLive, of course, you can just chill. There's no real way to smash likes or anything like that. Uh, Of course, you can drop those lemons if you got any lemons laying around, and I think i got to catch up on those. So, before getting back into the YouTube chat... By the way, if you've never been here before, you all know I fall 20 to 30 minutes behind, which means sometimes comments get skipped because YouTube sucks. They really, really suck. YouTube sucks. Just the way it is. Just the way it is, sadly. Um, And so... We'll go ahead and go to D Live, and then we'll talk about a couple of things. Let's see. Adam says, "As you know, Peabody wants to see." It. Of course, I know about the Aha film. Peabody says, "You have no soul." It's not that I don't have a soul. It's just not. It's just not my jam, dude. I'm happy that you're happy, but it's just not my. It's just not my. Uh, not my jam, dude. Uh, mister Peabody, though, dropped two ice cream. Donations. Appreciate that a lot. Phonema says, why do people even pay attention to athletes? It's a great question. It's a great question. It's like, but I would ask the same. Why do people pay attention to people like Dr. Fauci, who has been caught lying several times? How is it that we as the American people, how is it the media has still put this dude on As some type of authoritative force in any way, when he has proven himself to be a blatant liar on several occasions, caught in his lies, called out for his lies. It's crazy. Crazy. Peabody says, did you say a quiet place fart to? If you say fart, it's not a quiet place. This is true. This is very true. Um, Adam says, "Any chance you have time to hang out for a bit on D Live with us, even if it is just for one day in the next few weeks?" Um, well, probably not, uh, simply because uh, D Live has always been more so uh, a backup, and since only a few people really watch the D Live streams, uh, you know, on a regular basis. Um, as I said, I'm going to be starting up a a morning stream. Uh, starting up next week. But I did already plan for that one to be Odyssey exclusive. Because Odyssey, I believe, is the next step in streaming. In the streaming wars. I think they're offering a very competitive alternative to YouTube. Obviously, they have a lot of stuff that they need to work on. And DLive has, has kind of fallen away from Grace. Um, obviously, it was getting very big when PewDiePie had signed up with them exclusively. Now, it's just non-stop reruns. Which I'm sure keep a lot of people here. But as you all know, I'm I'm, to- I'm tired of the DLive uh Turkish bots. I've been able to set my chat so that that doesn't happen Um, But I I probably wouldn't be able to add another uh, Stream at that point so I would say though though if you want to have a smaller stream I guarantee you the Odyssey stream is gonna be a lot smaller in uh, the next few weeks, so Let us see Adam says we are still waiting on top gun 2. thanks to Fauci yep pretty much and it's ridiculous uh, Adam then says honestly he won't let me send messages so no chat for me um, so that just means you have to finish you have to finish with your setup I think the way it works is that you have to officially make a channel which doesn't mean you have to upload videos but you have to like make a channel I don't know exactly what that is because I, I again when I signed up I never had any issues with anything but once you do that basically I think the mindset is you create a user account in their database but then you create a public profile which would be the channel and then that's what allows you to chat because you're chatting as your channel um, if that makes any sense and so you should be able to, there's no reason why you're not not able to, I just think there's a step along the way that you might be missing uh, Adam then says, I also meant to come out and hang out with Discord, ah, on Discord I might be able to, I might be able to, but again, as you, as you all know uh, I, I'm on this really weird schedule where um You know, once the streams end, I get to spend a little time with my wife before she goes to bed, and then when she goes to bed, normally I'm also going to bed as well. And it's all about trying to get priorities and everything, everything like that straight. And basically, you know, when we a few years ago, especially you know, we're beginning the channel, I had a lot more uh, free time. I had a lot more leisure time, and so I was able to say, "All right, I'm gonna stay on for 30 minutes, or I'm gonna stay on for this amount of time." Um, I can't really do that anymore, and so that's why I haven't been doing it as much. But if there is a day, uh, in fact, there has been at least a couple of times in the last in the last year where I actually did jump on the Discord. I saw that there were some people online. I jumped in the Discord. I, I didn't want to didn't say anything. But I was like, hey, I'll just hang out in here. If anyone sees that I'm in and wants to hang out and chill, that's fine. So, sometimes I'll do that. But it's it's very unplanned, very spur of the moment. Um, so, that that's about the best that I can do right now. Um, Alright, cool. So... Uh, let's see... Ooh, okay, we got some stuff going on over on Odyssey. What's going on? Dark Shadow Logan says... Odin is right, you need to complete the setup and create a channel. And then you should be able to chat and have full functionality. Boom, there it is. So again, uh, if you complete the setup, create a channel on Odyssey... It will then allow you to chat and have full functionality. So just follow the process all the way through. And then Zikeyman the comes in and says... Stop me over here for a second to say hi... Uh, To any watching here, join the convo, light up the stream by hitting the fire. Light up the fire button, get Odyssey pumping, and show YouTube they're in trouble. Boom. Absolutely. And then new number two. What's going on new number two? Glad to see you over there as well. All right. So it is, of course, Star Wars Day. So I gave that spiel in the very beginning. And just to reiterate, this is the real Star Wars Day. Uh, Two out of the three original films came out this day. Several years ago, and honestly, uh, has impacted and changed so many of our lives. Uh, one of the main things that I focused on uh, at the very beginnings of this channel was a lot of Star Wars content, a lot of Star, War, a lot of uh, videos on solo Star Wars story, on everything going on behind the scenes with Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson, and all that stuff. Talking about the Last Jedi, of course, and it's something that I think. A time like this, when we can reminisce and remember how amazing the Star Wars universe has been for so long, obviously we're in very dark, dark times when it comes to Star Wars universe because of the people running it into the ground and stomping all over it. We can, at the very least, say, you know what? Though we have those originals, we can go back to them. Luckily, because of of people like Harmies, Despecialized Edition. If you don't know who they are, look them up. Harmies, H A R M Y. Harmy's, uh, Harmy's edition, star Wars, also project 4k. Uh, if you look at project 4k 77 project, 4k 80 project, 4k 83, obviously for all three of those original, uh, star Wars release dates, they are working also on creating not just blu-ray edition quality, uh, uh, Images to put on a Blu-ray disc that you can actually put yourself on a Blu-ray disc to actually have your own Blu-ray copy of the original Star Wars as it was originally intended. Both Harmies and Project 4K do it a little differently, but the fact that we can do that now and experience it the way that it should have been experienced from the very beginning, as a way of connecting back to the audiences of the 70s, back to the audiences of the 80s who would have seen it the same exact way we would have seen it, at least as far as the image and and visuals, etc to the best of the ability that we have in re- in recreating that, I think is awesome. And so I would say on this Star Wars day, if you have any extra time and you haven't done already, don't just watch those original films, but I would say uh, start looking up. And if you don't ha- already have the ability to look up how to create your own to specialized set. He's got all three of those available. Or the Project 4Ks. Project 4Ks are doing really well. They they already have the addition for Star Wars done. They have the addition for Return of the Jedi done. They're very close to finishing Empire. So I'm very excited to see that. They've got some other really cool additions. They've got one where it's a pure 16 millimeter cut of the film that was donated that they had found. They did a scan of it, a 4K scan. And yeah, it's it's choppy, the lighting and the colors are all off, but it's like you're watching a time machine because you're actually seeing this old, uh, because it catches this, you know, all of the old, like the, the holes and the hairs and the dirt on this copy of the movie that they were eventually able to take certain parts of and clean up and post and um, and do some magical work stuff for us. So I would say today is a day, not just to remember, it is Star Wars Day and our love of Star Wars, but also that we can still continue on, right? There's the EU, which has been uh, tremendous in building the Star Wars universe out. Doesn't matter what Disney says, the EU is there. There's, of course, uh, as I mentioned, these different editions of the film where it's a it's a version of the movie that you may not have ever seen before because of the way that it's been changed and manipulated so much over time um, so I would say that on this Star Wars day to look into it alright Mr. MH thank you for the sister super chat says name is St. Charbel the movie and it's on YouTube in HD interesting St. Charbel L movie So what I'll put that down as thank you good sir All right, let us see uh, what is going on. Dark Shadow Logan says, still wondering how to rack up the crypto over here. And uh, Dark Shadow Logan says, click on your icon and click on the rewards option. It will show you how to earn free crypto. Yeah, so if you're watching over on Odyssey, if you go up to the upper right-hand corner where your uh, avatar is, you can click on that and go to the rewards section, and it'll tell you all the different ways. You can get uh, crypto rewards from following people, from watching videos, uh, from, from all kinds of stuff. If, you have, if you're if you also a content creator, by uploading stuff, you can get rewards. And as I said, just by people watching this stream, there are actually rewards for views. It's not a lot, right? It's, it's pennies in the end, but it's something that over time could be, one, more valuable because... If the what's called the library token, if it increases in value, then it means that any help that you've given to a channel becomes that much more uh, valuable. So, again, I just think it's a really cool concept, a really cool place. And what they've been able to do has been just uh, phenomenal, has been absolutely fantastic. So, uh, again, thank you all very much for being here. There's a lot of other places you could be on this Tuesday evening, and I'm glad that you have decided to spend it with us, you guys, are amazing all right let's see what's going on over on youtube um and before we do uh, let me just check something we got 63 people watching again smash that like button share the video as well if you are enjoying these conversations because we will indeed talk about resident evil will be the last thing to talk about today but let me get to my youtube chat World of Conan, what's going on? And as I've mentioned, I fall behind, and sometimes chats get si- skipped. Uh, again, YouTube's fault, not mine. Uh, 7.32 p.m. is the furthest back that I can get in the chat. And I will uh, double-check and see if if this thing can go back even further. And no, it cannot. Uh, or at least, hold on, This this says 47... Yeah, so this, this can't even go back as far as, like, maybe this one could. Nope. no, we can't. That's okay. All right. We got Thanatos Felicitas, who says, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Tina B says, they're all the same. Drive fast. No, faster, faster break. Physics, break it real good. And Paul Walker, RIP, they should have stopped once he died. I agree with that. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a franchise that's not for everybody. I will never say that the Fast and the Furious franchise is for a is for everybody. No, 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 no. I, I definitely would not say it. I just think that they're mindless entertainment and they're a lot of fun. I actually have the, uh, it's a six film collection. It's limited edition. It's in an actual tire. And they actually made room for Fast 7, which hadn't come out yet. And unfortunately, I never put it in there because just don't. I, I have fast seven i don't know how i i came about fast seven some way either i found it on a like a random deal or something um or i was just uh, i was in a completionist mindset because there's been times in my collection where i've been completionist and wanted to get stuff even if it's not good and there's been other times where i'm like okay this one's so bad i just i can't get it uh for instance just dark knight rises i i just don't feel the need to get it don't feel a need for it. I've got several editions of Batman Begins and Dark Knight because those are fantastic, not Dark Knight Rises. So, it d- depends on the mood. Yeah, I'm actually staring at uh, the Blu-ray I have of Fast 7. But the uh, the six films in the beginning were fantastic. Stephanie B, what's going on, Stephanie B? Glad to have you back in the chat. Hope your day was okay. Uh, Hardwick says, I think having the hero of a Predator movie be an Indian is a good idea. But it should be a hulking brave with battle scars from fighting wild animals with nothing but a flint knife and tomahawk. See, that's a movie I would want to watch. That sounds like an amazing film. If you're going to have to do it. Which, to be honest, I would say I would rather than not do it than do that. Nate the Slay says, I agree that Hobbs and Shaw sucked. Way too stupid for me. Yeah especially since it had multiple endings and neither of them were very good. Not to mention they put Roman Reigns in it, and he's yet another wrestler who can't either wrestle nor act. So, (laughs) Soul Assassin, give Fast and Furious a break. It's all Vin Diesel has in Hollywood since he's too lazy to do another Riddick film. I mean, come on, dude. That guy gets paid way too much just to voice Groot. I love Groot, but you know the man's getting tons of money just to say Groot in different languages. I'm just. I'm gonna be honest with that. Just Joe forty seven. What's going on? Uh, it was the gay man says personally. Fast and Furious should have stopped after three. I'd give them four to wrap up the original cast, but after that, I lost interest. Then there was the twelve run- the twelve mile runway. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. I will say this much though. I just love five. Five is Fast Five is so good. It really is so good. Uh, Let's see. Jonah Hex in the chat. Hail to you. Simon Parkin. Welcome. Rob D. says, I didn't like Fast and Furious 8 because basically the entire movie could not have happened if Paul Walker was still alive because Brian would have been able to stop Dom right away. Yep. And it's just, as, as someone mentioned, I think once he died, they should have just retired it out of respect. If you wanted to do one last movie without him as like an homage... That that you might be able to, but they made 8 with a, we were going to make 8 anyway. We're going to make reference to it, but then we're going to move on. And it's like, that's not how you show respect. Uh, Hardwick says, did you notice that in the trailer, the Eternals said Captain Rogers instead of Captain America? It seemed like Marvel's trying to distance Steve Rogers from Captain America. Very well could be. Very well could be the case. Um, uh, Yeah, that, uh, the Eternals trailer. Uh, another thing that happened more recently. I It's just not good. I I have no interest in it. Not intrigued at all. Not intrigued at all. Uh there's the Salty Nerd podcast in the chat. Odin is with us. Yes. Uh Thunderduck. I think Eternals and and again, this goes back to what I was saying before how I think based just on release dates for Marvel specifically, if if Black Widow is released in July like they're planning. And if it doesn't move. And if the mo- if the movie is a is a financial failure or is a financial meh, that is going to spell a lot of trouble for the Eternals. Because with Black Widow, you have Scarlett Johansson, you have a character that has been established even though you also have a lot of negatives going towards that because she's a character who's been established. Who should have had a movie probably five years ago at this point, and her character is dead in the main storyline. So there's this "does anyone care" factor that's that's creeped in, and not to mention the film's now been delayed so many times. Now more and more people are like, "Okay, I'm just okay, whatever. I'll wait for it to come out on Disney Plus for free, <laughs> by the way." So yeah, that's that's what I would say um, overall about that. Um, Tina B says, Shadow Streak, who is a hardcore original PPG fan, Powerpuff Girls fan, read a part of the script and you could hear his soul breaking. It's terrible. They grew up, the girls, and turned them into tramps. No, really? That's stupid. That's so stupid. If you're going to make a Powerpuff Girls movie, make it a Powerpuff Girls. Don't make it, oh, what if the Powerpuff Girls grew up and lost everything? any sense of the values and morals that they held to. That's disgusting. I'm so, and actually, to be honest, it's not surprising. Is it any surprise to you that Hollywood would come up with an idea to take a children's show featuring children's characters, featuring young women, and then sexualize them? Is that a surprise anymore? After something like Cuties, it really isn't. The only positive that we could say is, at the very least, they're adults. Unlike in Cuties, where people still to this day defend what they did, which is disgusting. Uh, Mark63366, hail to you. Glad to have you in the chat. Infeatur, who's a member, hail to you as well. Just another red shirt back in the chat. Soul Extraction in the chat as well. Hail to you all. Drunk3PO, there he is. He was here about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know if he's still here, but hey, that's what happens. I fall behind. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says they spent a year fighting, or rather frightening, the sheep. They still wear masks when alone outside. They will never go back to the theater, exactly. Now, Again, that doesn't mean everybody, because there are a lot of people who want to go back to the theater. A lot of them are in this chat. But I'm telling you, regular, normy, everyday moviegoers... I would say a, 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 at least half of them, based on just break up the breaking up of uh, the, rather the uh, demographic breakdowns of our country, I would say pretty 50/50. There's some that uh, I would say there's about half who are you know afraid of COVID, half who are not afraid. I think that's a major factor though. I, I think people are, are, are really underplaying the impact, the psychological impact this is going to have. I, I was able today to go out. In the, for the first time in over a year, I was able to go to my school, maskless. I was able to go to my supermarket, maskless. And that's just because of recent changes that were made. Recent changes that were made. And yet, even though these things are optional, there are still people, still people who will, will wear it. And what's even crazier is that you have people who have had it and gotten better and therefore have antibodies wearing it. People who have received the vaccines wearing it. And now all of a sudden, it's, isn't it interesting how now all of a sudden you have these massive meetings happening in Washington, and it's like the facade's falling away, and they think they can get away with it. And the sad thing is is that they probably will when it comes to the people that will continue to vote for these people. They'll get away with it in those people's minds, not in mine, not in many of you. But yeah, forever sci-fi. It's a very good point. There are so many of them that will be forever afraid because remember, what was the mindset? What was what was the propaganda? The theaters are these festering grounds for COVID. They have to be shut down because everyone will catch it if they go there, even though there was no evidence to suggest that at the time. The same thing with gyms, right? Oh, my, you can't have the gyms anymore. Even though most people would say these are people who are either trying to get healthy, get healthier, or already in good shape, meaning that they're already in those categories of having an incredibly low risk of anything bad happening to them, even if they were to get it. Because they're typically good at fighting off, their immune systems are probably stronger than most others because they take care of themselves and take the right vitamins and all that kind of stuff. And yet, those were shut down too, just like churches, right? Just like the churches, which brings back to the bishops, cowardly bishops who shut down churches, shut down the sacraments. Even though, what is their primary objective? The salvation of souls. And what do they do? I would say, honestly, and this is something that I am so, it breaks my heart, how many souls they damned to hell. By not having the sacraments offered. By not having the sacraments available. That's going to be on their consciences. That's going to be on their tab by the end of it. So God help them and God save them for that. But going back to it, I think that the theater connection here, I think, is very much being underplayed. Very much being underplayed. Rose, Rosie Jewel says, Boy, do I miss the theater. Going with the hubby and the family, nothing like seeing a movie in the theater. No, there isn't. There absolutely isn't. Can't wait to have time to go, uh, as you all know. Uh, Baby Thor um, I'm the stay at- home dad this summer, and uh, with my, both of us working full time during the school year, I have not had any time to go to a theater, but I want to even even though there's not a lot out. Hardwick says Con TV thinks the reason for the Bollywood scene in the Eternals is that Marvel wants to court India as a major income source now that China's partnership is going sour. I would say that is not likely the reason because that bollywood dance scene has been reported for a very long time long before the the troubles with china were being reported that might be a hey this is you know they were i think what probably happened based on timing of when these reports came out that they put that in the internals to not only not only with everything else they with the internals go towards a a a the asia marketplace with china but then also go to the Indian marketplace. So I think they were hedging their bets, saying, let's go to all the marketplaces. Okay, well, now that they are more in trouble with China, I would not be surprised if they start to focus more on that character and on the Bollywood aspect to try and get more money from India because India has a lot of people. And they could get a lot of money from India for that very reason. Um, New number two says, drunk super chat so he won't have to wait 20 minutes. This is true. This is very true. World of Conan says: Do the CCP uh, make actual movies? I don't mean Hong Kong, but mainland. Also, should we give money movie give the movie industry to China to see the movies go go China China version CRT when the agendas drop hard? Okay, that was a very confusing sentence, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try and answer it as best I can. Uh, do they themselves make movies? Do the Communist Party members make it? No. Um, it's people who are members of the Communist Party. Right, who are working as directors who would make movies there. Um, And then, as far as you know, even if they are, let's say it's a Western film, so we've been talking about Marvel. Marvel puts their movie, makes a deal, it has to go through the Communist Party. It has to be approved by like different levels. There's a censor it has to go through. It has to be approved by the Communist Party directly itself uh, to not have anything in there that they would find to be inspiring to potentially lead to their people actually finally waking up and standing up to their fascistic government. But, hey, um, (laughs) that's just one of the many things that likely is the case there. But I I do would I I would say that um, it depends on what you mean by the CCP, like the actual leadership or the people who are members. Asperity says, I'm one of the wait till VOD people. Heck, my back and barely survive my IT training, let alone going to the theater. I thought the surgery was going to help with that. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that's still that's still an issue. Rob D says, watch MC Fanboy's NBCs buy 100 tickets solely so that Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals makes money. Yeah, you know, we, we heard that happen. I remember that, that Bunk story came out. This, this is when Captain Marvel came out and everyone was trying to spin this fake narrative of, oh, Disney bought up all these tickets to make it look like it was successful. And I was just like, and I know that there's some people that still hold to that, but any evidence, quote unquote evidence that was being shown was easily debunked because they were showing empty seats, empty theaters. And it's like, okay that doesn't mean that the money's not being made. Because remember that movies are not just single locations. It's all over the world. Not to mention the whole fact of them saying, oh, this is saying that these seats were sold, but they weren't actually sold. And then you're like, wait a minute. It's because they were reserving them because that's what theaters do. Again, having worked at the theater, I know that that whole process, if you want to find out more about what I'm talking about, I did a video months ago, early on during the pandemic, um, or sorry, early on, Around, oh, sorry, when Captain Marvel came out, there was this conspiracy theory being pushed around by even some members uh, who are who are closely related to the community. And I was like, hey, I love y'all's stuff, but but y'all are wrong on this point. And th- this is the reason why. So I, I've always fall away from that mindset because, you know, would it surprise me if they did it? No. But I wouldn't say they did until there's actual definitive proof other than some people looking up their own theaters and looking up what the theater website says because there's a lot of reasons as to why things can show up on a theater website. Again, I I used to work specifically with that, and um, there's a lot of reasons why certain seats would be blacked out, um, among other things. Gotta love Drunk 3PO, says the K-Man, I agree. Tina says, plus they're paying daily interest on sitting uh, on it sitting on a shelf. James Bond movie, exactly. And no one knows exactly how much that actually is and how much they're actually going to be losing because of that reason. New number two says, last day to join Kickstarter campaign for the Prisoner action figure. Don't know much about that one, to be honest, because I, I never watched The Prisoner. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, cognitively impaired 3PO, mm. Rob D says, I'm not a soft fan, but my question is, why is Chris Rock a comedian in a horror movie? Well, I mean, Rob D, that's that actually is not, I would say that's not a fair question. Because you could say the same thing about Robin Williams. Robin Williams was a comedian. He was in a lot of serious films. He was in horror films. Um, one would argue, I would imagine, a kind of argument to that one would be, well, he was classically trained. Chris Rock wasn't cla- classically trained. Here's the thing. Chris Rock is an actor, right? Actors have various ranges, and sometimes actors who who don't have natural range sometimes want to take on projects that go against their natural persona. So, uh, yeah, and, and it, the movie not making money is not a commentary on the movie. I'm actually intrigued by, by the film, and I, I hear that the film, um, I, I've heard mixed things about it. Like, I've heard some people say, yeah, it's for the universe, it's totally fine. Hardwick says if Henry Cavill was playing McLeod in Highlander, do you think Antonio Badero would be good casting for Ramirez? I actually don't know Highlander. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't know Highlander, I've never seen it before. So when they were talking all about that on Friday Night Tights, I was like, I've heard of Highlander, I just don't have much reference. Lou S says, are you going to look are you looking forward to Top Gun Maverick? Dude, that's been my number one most anticipated film because of the way that they filmed those Jets. It looks phenomenal. Mr. Roy, what's going on? Good, sir. Alex McCarthy says, hopefully Conjuring 3 does well since it's also in HBO Max on June 4th. Big fan of the universe. Here's the problem, Alex McCarthy. Why are they releasing The Conjuring in June? Why are they not letting that film get pushed to October? If you're ever going to push a movie, the only one that makes sense to push to October out of a lot of the films that are coming out in this summer would be The Conjuring. You know, the mindset's there. Oh, it's summer movie season? No. No. The Conjuring is a horror film, just like with Spiral. Had Spiral been pushed to October, I would argue would have made profit. Do I have proof of that? No, it's speculation. But I think science and studies have shown that when you release horror movies in October, even if they're not good... More people go to see them because they're in the mindset. They're just the random people. Again, I saw these people all the time. These people that just come up, they're stoned, they're drunk, they're whatever, and they're like, we just want to see a horror movie, man. What's Oh, that movie? Chris Rock? What? Like, that's what the reaction would be. So, I don't know if Conjuring 3... I know it's got a... The only thing that could save Conjuring is similar to A Quiet Place where there is a... A baked audience, meaning that there is an audience that's that's dedicated to it. I would say there's probably a bigger audience for The Conjuring than for A Quiet Place just because The Conjuring has been building up for a long time and has had other spinoffs in the universe and it's a pretty popular universe uh, for fans of that genre. So that might save it, but yeah, I think October would be the the easier choice there and I hate when they act against it. Rosie 12 says, I'd watch a reboot of Mr. Mom starring Odin. <laughs> Don't know how well it would work out, but, you know, we'll see. Um, All right. Uh, The chat has jumped on me like it always does, so please be sure to smash the Like button if you're watching on YouTube. But we are are getting close to the end, and so we will be switching very soon uh, to members-only comments. Uh, So let me see what's going on over on the Odyssey. Uh, K-Man's over there. Mr. Roy joined over there as well. I love Cabbage going on says not seeing a Highlander means you missed out on using there can only be one in normal conversations again I knew of Highlander and I knew of that quote I just I don't think I ever made the direct connection Uh, Mr. MH I did not miss your super chat I did not miss it I read it and so I don't I don't know Why, uh, again, here's the thing. If you ever leave a stream, even for a second, assume the comment was read. If it's been a while since you super chatted and I haven't read it, assume that I've fallen behind. I do occasionally miss things, but Mr. MH, I did read that super chat. I even wrote it down. All right. Uh, but we got about six minutes left, so I'll go my, give my last spiel. So I have been watching everybody. Actually, let me go to DLive first, because I fell out behind on DLive. Um, let us see. Captain Dean Heiss, thinking about the five ice cream donations. It says, Bads Mickelson was cast in Indy 5 as a Yahtzee scientist. No more Yahtzee. Seriously, haven't they done that one enough already? Then it says, not that I'm interested in that movie anyway. It's going to be so bad. Phonemo says, I don't think any of the Conjuring movies have come out in October. Is that true? I mean, that would be very surprising to me. But obviously, it's, it's possible. At the very least, the fall, I'd imagine. But if they haven't been released in October, that's a lost opportunity, I feel. I don't feel like I've ever remembered a Conjuring film coming out. The only, I guess, maybe January, but that's where films go to die. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, I just, again, I just kind of feel like that's a that's a big thing. Alright, so, I have been watched. Thank you, uh, DLive fam. I have been watching, as I said earlier. I, I started from the beginning and just watched. Um, I'm through several of the Resident Evil movie uh, Resident Evil movies now and I'm in the second to last movie and so let me just uh, pull up the list of films so the first Resident Evil in my opinion probably the best as far as it it's just it's a sh- nice clean what I love about these movies the most is the runtime that's a weird thing to say but just think about it for a second every movie in this franchise is a reasonable length. The first one was an hour and 40 minutes. Second one, hour and 34 minutes. Third one, hour and 34 minutes. Fourth one, hour and 36 minutes. Fifth one, hour and 35 minutes. And then it was only when they got to the final chapter that they made it longer at 107 minutes, which would be, what, an hour and uh, 47 minutes? And that's the last chapter. It's the last film in the franchise. So... To me, I I personally think that is its strongest thing because it doesn't try and do too much. It doesn't bog you down with boring story elements. So you had the first film, which is just so incredibly interesting, written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, uh, starring Mila uh, Jovovich. Michelle Rodriguez is there. Um, I I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Really like Resident Evil 1. I think I ended up giving a B B+. Especially, especially since the effects were mostly practical. The dogs. I thought the dogs were going to be like these creepy CGI-looking, crappy-looking CGI dogs. And they somehow were able to get real dogs just dressed in makeup and dressed in stuff. Or at least using maybe green screen. But it looked good. So I was a big fan of the first one. Then Resident Evil Apocalypse happened. And this one also, I thought, was very, very strong as well. Uh, I think I would probably also give this film a, a B plus. They were they were keeping also a lot of practical effects, which I th- also think worked uh, worked pretty well for it. Uh, then you had Resident Evil Extinction. Again, probably would give that one a B plus two. Just very interesting because this is where it falls kind of into this like Mad Max style world where there's this this, like this extinction level event where the virus has gone across the entire world. And there's just a lot of really cool stuff. Ali Larder, who I remember from Heroes, is brought into it as well. This one probably has some of the more... A weaker of the acting performances from a couple of the characters, but for the most part, I think that it still actually was able to hold up uh, for the most part. Uh, my least favorite so far has definitely been Resident Evil Afterlife, because this was the one they released in 3D, and watching it in 2D, you can tell that they shot certain things to be in 3D for a certain 3D effect, and also this had the worst visual effects because of that very reason. You know, she was always doing, uh, Mila Jovovich's character of Alice, she was always doing a lot of, you know, the crazy flippity-doos and things like that, but they looked real, or at the very least they looked plausible. This movie, this is when it starts to go like, okay, this, no, this defies physics, and you're clearly doing these random slow-motion Matrix-style stuff because of the fact that it is in, uh, it's in 3D. So I, I think that them trying to go 3D on that one was probably what really hurt the movie overall. Uh, so with that one, I'd probably give that one a C plus because the story is still good in all of the films. The story, for the most part, that that core story element is still pretty good, and I do think Mila Jovovich does a great job. Uh, in that lead persona. Um, Currently in the fifth one, which is Resident Evil Retribution, which came out in 2012, this is one where I like it better than the last one because of the issues I mentioned. They kind of went back to basics, I feel like, with this one a little bit more. The story is a bit more on the obscure side, though. Things that have been true for a long time start to be turned on their head. They do bring back Characters like the Red Queen, if you if you've seen the series, you know what I'm talking about there. And so I like how it's kind of this culmination of, of various things going on. Um, but I'm still not finished, and so I'll have to see how it ends and how it goes. But this one also features some fighting sequences that are a bit over the top um, and not as kind of in that realm of possibility. Especially since the the problem is is that uh, in her uh, in the story in the character. She develops, essentially, these, these powers through this virus, uh, through this virus essentially uh, becoming symbiotic with her, right? Really just, you know, binding itself to her actual DNA strands. And so, this movie deals with her being human again, and yet she's she acts almost no, no differently. Other than the powers she showed in previous films, especially ex- Extinction, she shows almost no difference. And that kind of drove me nuts a bit. So I'm, again, still going through this one. But that one, I was like, "Ah," again, story-wise, that seems to be a weakness. And there are plot holes, I would say, and inconsistencies throughout uh, the series. But this one, again, I'm still watching, so I'm not going to give a grade on it. And I probably will end up having finished the last one probably sometime tomorrow, I'd imagine. I'll try and finish uh, Retribution tonight. Uh, but overall, I'm enjoying this series. I really am. Um, never thought I would. Every time I saw a trailer or a poster for Resident Evil, just never had any interest in it whatsoever. And uh, it's been exciting. It's been very exciting. So yeah, B pluses for those first few. Uh, when you get to the 3D one, that's when you get into that C plus territory. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. All right. And uh, 70B, I did not forget the super chat. I got it um, as such. All right. I do need to rush through uh, members-only comments from this point forward. I'm going to try and get through them as quickly as possible because I'm, I'm I'm running a little late tonight. So, Rosie G says, when I hear EU, I always think European Union, and I get confused. Yes, indeed. Sora Poopis says, some of the things I remember from the original Star Wars are seeing David Proce's uh, eyeglasses through the lens of his helmet in one scene and the little boxes around the TIE fighters when they were spinning. Uh, so, maybe he says 86. That last note, you got the super chat. Yeah, I fall behind. Y'all know this. Y'all know this. Hardwick says, Personally, I prefer Adwan's revisited edition of Empire over Harmony's to specialize. Here's the problem, Hardwick, and you just mentioned it. Adwan makes his own personal changes. So, that means it's not. At all a part of the vision of Lucas. It's it's someone who is personally making their own choices to try and improve the movie. Now again, you can enjoy those improvements, or rather you can enjoy those changes. I just don't like when it comes to preservation projects like this, when people take it on themselves to say, this is better. I have a better idea than the original filmmaker. No, don't get me wrong. He messed up with the special editions, right? George Lucas made a huge mistake with that, not to mention the biggest mistake of them all, which was getting rid of his franchise and selling his franchise for shekels. Um, so, But I don't like Aduwans. I, I looked into I, I and I don't like it because he adds things. He adds his own stuff, and I, I don't like that. Howard says, trailer for the Eternals wasn't all bad. It had a good Skeeter Davis song in it. Well, good good for that song. Duck Nation, what's up? Uh, Alice McCarthy says, I love the Fast and Furious franchise. Dude, I'm right there with you, at, at, but I stop at six. Six is when uh, it stops for me. Uh, let's see. Members only. Thursday Warrior says, how about Golden Powerpuff Girls who plays the B. Arthur character? ha." <laughs> Yes. Hardwick says, what are your thoughts on the news of Kevin Spacey? Yeah, you asked this several times during that last stream, and I did respond to you in the chat. Um, Yeah, for those that don't know Kevin Spacey, he is making his comeback movie playing a detective about a man who's been falsely accused of being a a pedo. um, Or, as they now say, a a map, um, you know, to to try and make it sound more positive. Uh, At this point, you just kind of got to laugh. I mean, because it's not like, funny the situation and, and just all the accusations and stuff. But the fact that it's just, I, I'm not surprised. I'm just not surprised that he would do that. In fear to, in the live-action Powerpuff Girls leak script, they turn the character Bubbles into a sex-crazed lesbian. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that's ridiculous. poopus I know there are people out there who sleep in their mask, which is insane and probably unhealthy. Good evening. Have we talked about John Cena? Yes. Yes, we have. Uh, and it's the end of the stream, so I'm not going to bring it up again. Orange review Reviews, one of the best things that came from Fast and Furious series is the song from Don Omar's uh, Danza Kuduro. Very uplifting, even though I don't understand Portuguese. Don't really know that song. I uh, don't know, like, when I see you again. Hardwick says, Army of the Dead is a, was a ham-fisted allegory for the border wall and border de- detention camps, complete with Drapist Guard. Worst of all, a coyote is represented as a champion of human rights. Yep, Exactly. And again, there are there, there are good cool story elements the different zombie types uh, the the zombie civilization that's all really really cool but you need a better director, better screenplay writer and you actually have a good movie um, not what they had in the end. Thursday Warrior says I still see people outside by themselves in local parks with their mask on. After even the New York Times had stories stating that there was less than one percent uh, of cases contracted outdoors, and in that situation, I would say it's probably close to zero percent if you're alone in the park. Buck 76 anyone sees the trailer for the P urinals or? Et- I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Orange Eye View says, Odin, you need to watch Highlander right now. No excuses. Well, I mean, just uh, is it available on a streaming service? It is, let me know before the stream ends because we are wrapping up. So I would ask members to please slow down uh, so that I can read the ones that have been posted so far. But I do need to start to wrap things up. And let me just go back and make sure that I didn't miss anything. Okay. All right. So let us see. Orange Review says, the quote is, there can be only one. Get it right over there. I was reading what was in the comment, okay? So, coming from someone who hasn't even seen the movie, reading the comment, your issue is with them, not with me. Your quarrel is with them, good sir. Your Muslim uncle didn't get notification, not surprised by that. That's why it's good to follow on places like Odyssey, where I don't think they have notifications up yet. Um, but at the very least, uh, Twitter Twitter is probably the best, because it does go live on Periscope over there. Hello to everyone who might be watching there. Rosie 12 says, oh, not sure you saw, but I sent you The Quiet Man. story to repeat it. You will love it. Filmed in Ireland. Okay, so no, you didn't repeat it because that must have gotten skipped. Thank you. So, yes, she sent me all three of those films. Very, very excited, Rosie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, again, I, I shouted, that out, uh, shouted those out in the very beginning. Um, let's see. Last... Members comments. Where are we? Da, 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 da. Jaws three, Jaws3. jkdbuck 76 says Jaws 3. Jaws 3D. JKD again Highlander 2 equals last Jedi. I totally destroyed the original. No. Uh Hardwick says they're making a new Yeah, they're making a reboot. Yeah, I'd mentioned that uh earlier and I don't think it's I just I don't think it's gonna be good. Uh, and he says that it's gonna star Hannah John Cameron, who was ghost in Ant Man the vs. the wasp. By the way, worst character in Ant-Man vs. the Wasp. She was not that good of an actor in that movie. She was not that good. I know some people have said that she did good work on on like TV. She was not good in that movie. Uh so blah, 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 No. Jake about Kevin Spacey's a monster. I hope somehow it's discovered he knows too much about the Clintons. Uh Rosie G12 says, no thanks to anything, Kevin Spacey. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I don't think he's a good person. However, I, I am just intrigued by his story. I feel like there's a lot of things that kind of got scooted over. I feel like he's someone that maybe had done some things, but not the worst things, and probably knows more things, and that's why there was a huge push to cancel him. That's just my thought. But again, I could very well be wrong on that, and I'm not saying he's a good person anyway. But his uh, his videos, his random crazy videos that he put out were still, uh, I don't know, there was just something crazy. I don't know what to say. Uh, Jake Buck, Highlander TV series. Took a few seasons, but it got better. And Hardwick says, Dignitaro was digitally added to the Army of the Dead months after it was shot. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's cool when you look at it and you didn't know that it was happening, but then once you are told, you start to notice some things, but I just think that the whole thing was like, why? Just, just put her in the damn movie. Like, seriously, like... Don't you, oh, it's COVID. No, just, no. New number two, Highlander's on Prime. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Thank you. Highlander TV series has made me mad when he learned Wing Chun from Mongolian Mang- Mang- woman in Mongolia. Learning bagpipes from a Kurdish skateboard. This is x 76 Okay. Uh, Do I plan to watch Monster Hunter? Harwick says, probably just because of the fact that it got canceled in China because they had apparently an offensive joke that really wasn't all that offensive. Orange Reviews then says, you're all good. Odin, have a good night. Boom. And that is all the members' comments over there. Bonimo says, Conjuring 1 was released in July. Conjuring 2 was in June. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird that they had that release schedule as such. And I think I've covered all my platforms. So with all that, whoo, caught up. Just a few minutes late. You guys, seriously, you are all amazing people. Thank you so very much for your love and support tonight. Please be sure to smash that like button. Make sure to tip your Valkyries on the way out. Tina and Steph, of course, my Valks, uh, they are amazing, beautiful people. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. If you are a member at the Army of sorry, if you are a member at the Keeper of the Bifrost level or higher, um, me and John Flickinger are going to be recording or planning to record a podcast episode for y'all tomorrow. So very very excited to be able to get that out, you know, to, to get that recorded finally. Uh, sadly, it looks like that might be the only one that we get done for this month. And I know that we we try and get two done every single month. So I might try and see if there's something I can do uh, to make it up either either for this month or for next month the very least, but thank you, thank you, thank you to every single person out there that does support me uh, not just by watching the streams but also uh, for those people who support me over on places like Patreon, like places on Subscribestar, and um, all the other places that exist as well which reminds me, uh, Washington Madranda, uh, thank you very much for being a supporter on Patreon I'm going to try and add you to the May video, but I haven't made any videos recently and so therefore I have not had time to uh, to get that one done. Uh, but before I do head out, huge shout out to all of my Army of Asgard. Uh, Army of Asgard, it the Bifrost members on YouTube. Uh, Sean McD, Mondo Speeder, Gomer Kyle79, Your Muslim Uncle, Kara Tharp, Eric Duet, Rich the Savior, Daman, Wanky35, m Tax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie D12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange At Reviews, Adam Avery, Twirly Wolf, j Stow, Adam... And I'm sorry, Jay Stowe and Aiden Vickery. You guys are great. By the way, if you are an army of Ar- army of Asgard member on subscribe or patreon you do get access to giveaways we just had a recent giveaway where two people won 4ks their choice any 4k within a 30 limit so very excited to be sending those out to those two people and i do because i was a little bit slower on the giveaways this month i do plan to have at least one or two more giveaways uh one's gonna be probably a digital code giveaway like i try to do uh but also another 4k giveaway at some point uh, before the end of the month, so be on the lookout that's on the discord server So if you have not ever got access to the Dis- Dis- discord server and you're a part of the army of asgard on Patreon and subscribe star only that does not extend to uh, YouTube members because of the way YouTube's whole thing works um, but if you are in those levels of Patreon Subscribestar, and you've not found the channel on the Discord that deals with giveaways, you've just contact me, let me know. Check your messages on Patreon because that is where you'll find the link to the Discord and the instructions on what to do. And then if you're on Subscribestar, there's also a post that that the pinned comment on Subscribestar gives a link to the Discord and then. Also instructions on how to get added in as such, and whew, that was a lot of talking to get in at the very end. But happy Star Wars Day, everybody! Indeed, make sure that you tell everyone that you know that today is the real Star Wars Day. Watch something on Star, watch something Star Wars if you can. Try and hunt down those Star Wars films that I was talking about earlier because there are some really cool additions that have been made in the attempt to preserve history, not just Star Wars history, but movie history, and to try and fix the atrocities that were made by george lucas in those special edition sets but that is going to be it for me tonight you guys are all amazing so nathan slay rusty shagaford mark 63366 soul Assassin tina b world of conan eight bit Snape boy what's going on uh we of course got stephanie b as well the new number two orange hat reviews uh let's see who else is in here there's decay the man rosie g12 at hey, rosie thank you for the movies again seriously bottom of my heart thank you it always means a lot when those come in the PO box, uh, Rhaegar Targaryen is here as well. And uh, in future, in future, happy dead franchise day is what he comes in with at the very end. You guys are all amazing. Uh, you guys hang out. Or Rather, uh, DLive fam, y'all hang out. We'll do a chest opening. And uh, Odyssey fam, y'all hang out because y'all should be able to still hear me as the Patreon video plays at the very end. You guys are amazing, beautiful people. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout-out to all of my Patreon and Subscribestar members for the month of May. C 83 Andrew Hoyle, Biffer De Hobbit, Brian P., Dion, DivX, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, The Modern Major General's Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and His Evil Twin with the Beautiful Hair. On to June Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen. Steve Glasker, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bogen and Tina B, thank you all very much for being my Patreon members this month. I really always appreciate you. And to my SubscribeStar members, Fast, uh Fast Reaction, Nasferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J Alex McCarthy Jr. Dean Heist, the new number two, J Rod, the beer guru, Navanji Adams, and ZK Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, please consider joining on Patreon or Subscribestar. And if you join at some of the higher levels, you get access to things like giveaways, where every month I do giveaways of 4K titles, steelbooks, and Blu-rays. And again, more information can be found over on Patreon and Subscribestar. And at the higher levels, you also get access to an exclusive bi-weekly, rather... By monthly (laughs) podcast, depending on our schedules, we at least get one long podcast out. We try and get two podcasts out as often as we possibly can every single month with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. So again, check out more information. And if you are at the Chosen of Valhalla level, which is the highest level available, you not only get all of those things, you also get in your first month a free t-shirt and also access to the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where I have my chosen on a stream talking, asking questions, answering questions talking about movies and anything that they want to talk about. So if all that stuff sounds like fun to you, check out those links below and support the channel in whatever way you can. I do appreciate you, whether you are a member, whether you are a supporter on Patreon, Subscribestar, or whether you are simply supportive in general, leaving comments and likes. I really greatly appreciate it. You guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.